Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and chemistry whiz, Ellen Fidian, is talking to us about using rocks to understand ocean currents, with yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist who does not necessarily specialise in ocean currents. However, ocean currents play a big role in floods, droughts, and other large-scale weather patterns. And we know that ocean circulation will be affected by global warming, but figuring out exactly how it will be affected is much more difficult. However, scientists may now have worked out a novel solution. So, Ellen, to unpack this, where shall we start? Let's talk about ocean currents. Sure thing. So the world's oceans are all connected in, like, it, it's not kind of one big current, but it's, it, it is a current that all kind of moves together. They call it the oceanic conveyor belt. So oh. currents affect everywhere. Um, a really prominent part of it that lots of people have heard of is the Gulf Stream. So warm water from, like, the Caribbean is carried up to Europe, and that's what keeps Europe so warm when, like, Canada at the same latitude is much, much colder. Mm. Um, so ocean circulation has a huge impact on the weather around the world, and yeah. there is this system that's going on in the background and so that I mean and from my understanding Ellen that's kind of it's stuff like La Nina and El Nino that affects weather patterns when you're talking about ocean currents is that correct so that's why at the moment you know La Nina has gone like slightly nuts and that's why we're getting a huge amount of rain absolutely so does that also mean that ocean currents are somehow linked to climate change if they have such control? You know, from my understanding, climate change is looking at weather over a long period of time and how that changes, which means that if the oceans can affect the weather, then they're having an impact on climate change. Yeah, absolutely. So there are feedback mechanisms, right? Sure. So the oceans affect the weather. They have a huge role in, you know, oceans have a huge role in La Nina, for instance, um, but also the weather affects oceans. And we yeah. know that as the climate changes, that's going to affect the ocean circulation and how these currents move around. Exactly how climate change is going to affect these currents, we're not still sure. There's a lot of debate in the academic community. There's some evidence that, like, for instance, uh, the Gulf Stream's kind of weakening and slowing down, like mm-hmm. um, the day after tomorrow, that movie <laughs> where it slows down and everything gets cold. There's, there's some evidence that that might be happening, but other people are saying, no, it's actually speeding up. The ocean currents are getting faster on average. So so in the day after tomorrow, all the oceans slow down and then Jake Gyllenhaal almost freezes to death, but he's fine. And yes. I don't think that's a spoiler because that movie is very old if the ocean just out of curiosity if you know if the ocean speeds up is it going to get hotter are we going to make a steam planet I'm conjecturing (laughs) I really don't know I'm not sure we know exactly what's going to happen if ocean currents speed up probably some more intense like weather effects um but also faster oceans can store a little bit more carbon and store a little bit more heat so hopefully there'll be a little bit of mitigating there happening as well not like much but it's not going to save us from global warming but um there's going to be a little bit there okay and so it sounds like there's we don't really understand this there's debate in the scientific community what where are we getting this data from that's fueling this kind of debate So over the past couple of years, there have been some studies that have looked at satellite data, um, looking at ocean eddies, and they found that ocean currents are on average becoming a lot more vigorous. They're speeding up, they're strengthening, we're seeing more of them. But satellite data doesn't really settle the debate. A lot of academics have said, well, 
we've only actually had good satellite data for less than 30 years. The first satellite that could mention oceans went up in 1992, I think. So it's not really a big enough time frame to know for sure if this is just kind of an anomaly that they're speeding up now or if this is part of a broader pattern. Right. So, yeah, in in the scheme of data and the planet, 30 years is pretty short term, so we can't be drawing huge conclusions. So from my understanding in this particular story, we now have geologists helping us sort this out, though. What are the geologists doing? So a couple of geologists from the University of Sydney, their names are Dr Adriana Dekiewicz and her colleague Professor Dietmar Muller. Um, So they went looking in deep sea rock records for oceanic current evidence. Okay, so is that when they look in deep sea rock, is that the thing where you kind of, like you take, I was going to say take an ice core, and again I'm quoting the day after tomorrow, but it's not, it's rock. So you drill down and you kind of pull out a cylinder of rock, but then the deeper you go you kind of get these layers of sort of sediment and different things that have happened over time. It's like cutting a tree in half. Is that sort of the idea? It's very similar, yeah. I don't know if it looks exactly like it does ice core because you're doing it on seabeds, but for the past 50 years, sort of since the 70s, um, different scientific expeditions have been taking these kind of rock core um, pieces of evidence from seabeds um, and storing it in a database. Apparently the database doesn't get a lot of uh, use in the scientific community. People tend to stick to their own like field data but there is this like kind of wealth of information on seabed information from around the world. And so what are they looking for? So obviously we've drilled in, we've got our rock samples that are telling us things. It's a huge amount of data. What are they actually looking for in these kind of in these geological records. So they're looking for things called hiatuses or basically gaps. Um, Muller says that hiatuses are breaks in the deep ocean sedimentation. Um, So usually what happens is if there's like a gap in the geological record, um, there are a few things that might have caused that. But if there's sediment missing from one place and then appearing in another place nearby, that probably means that a current moved it. So it means that there was probably a fairly vigorous current moving sediment along at that point in history. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, right? So it's it's been sort of pushed away. So it's not there where they're looking. So these gaps, I presume that, you know, because we're talking about climate, they've then been comparing this kind of geological data to what is happening with the climate. So yeah, they initially just wanted to map these hiatuses around the world um, over the past 66 million years. So back to dinosaur, when dinosaurs were working, walking the earth. Um, but what they found was this really interesting pattern. They discovered that there were more hiatuses during periods when the weather was warmer and fewer hiatuses when the weather's been cooler around the world. That's interesting. So it suggests that we're getting, I guess, more extreme currents when it's hotter, which does um, really support my point that it makes the water get really excited and then eventually it will steam and then we'll create a steam planet. Yes, that's exactly it. That's not real science, everyone Um, playing at home, I apologise. No, sorry, the earth isn't a kettle. That's not how that works. I don't. (laughs) But essentially essentially what it does suggest is that the warmer earth does have more vigorous oceans and then everything after that is me conjecturing. Yeah, yeah, they think the currents get stronger on average when it warms and weaker on average when it cools and they think that the currents have been weakening over the past 13 million years because 13 million years ago um, things were much warmer. Sure. And so this is, is this able to give us predictions about the future? 
Well, the researchers refuse to predict anything because they've been studying the past, obviously, Melissa. We're not <laughs> modelers. We don't have any models. We don't True. know what's going to happen over the next century. Um, but what they do say is that um, the satellite data the past 30 years has been saying, well, the oceans are getting more vigorous and now they've backed up those 30 years with 66 million years of data. So they okay. think it's much, much stronger body of evidence for that yeah. theory. So 66 million and 30 years is is much more evidence than just the 30 years. And so it means that if the ocean currents are getting stronger, like how is that going to, I know it's not all about us all the time, but how is that going to impact us? <laughs> um, well, like I said, it's hard to say. Um, we'll be able to model more accurately if we know the currents are getting stronger. Um, faster oceans can theoretically store a bit more heat and a bit more carbon dioxide. So that's pretty good news. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know exactly how much because we don't know how much they're going to be speeding up. Um, and there's definitely going to be effects on weather patterns as well. There's possibly going to be more um, El Nino and La Nina years. Um, possibly things are going to be getting a bit more intense. But really, that's all broad speculation. Okay. So basically more modelling work and observing just needs to be done, which I, yes. I mean, I should add that as a fluid mechanist, a lot of the stuff that I dealt with were when fluid went turbulent and that's a chaotic dynamical system. And I know that the weather and the ocean currents are also chaotic dynamical systems and they, you can't predict them and it's really, really hard and we should yeah. just give them a break. So we'll give them some time to sort this out and then we can, uh, we can recap later on when they've we've come up with some more conclusions for us. And so much feeds into the oceans as well. There's so tides, much. there's salinity, there's ice melt. So there's going to be so much, other, so many other things going on. We, we won't be able to say, oh, yes, this current's definitely going to get 10% stronger or anything for a very long time. Yeah, for sure. So thank you very much for that, Ellen. And thank you for everyone listening at home. Make sure you keep an ear out for our next installment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. 